0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben and I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 22nd, 2020, proper 29, also known as the Reign of Christ. Uh we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, how are you?
1: I'm doing fine.
0: Yeah, this is this is our this is the last uh Sunday of the lectionary year. Yep. And uh, the second-to-last uh, day on the Vanderbilt website as to uh, um, uh, service uh, reading information, uh, they do to actually have one for Thanksgiving Day. But uh, So I'm not sure, d- does that mean technically the lectionary year ends on Thanksgiving Day or with this
1: Sunday? Technically it ends the you know, at 12.01 a.m. on the first Sunday of Advent.
0: Oh, okay. I was kind of curious as to how the daily offices lined up then for... Right.
1: So, yeah, there's still some weekdays, which will this year, by coincidence, include Thanksgiving. Very
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, in in addition to the end of the year, uh, I made this joke uh, prior to podcast, but I'm going to make it uh, uh, now uh, as well. Uh, We have, on this podcast, uh, just surpassed 5,000 listens uh, uh, Woo-hoo! going into the tail end of our second year, we have one more year left, and uh, so having only done about six and a half thousand
1: episodes,
0: <laughs> we have finally, uh, we have finally hit 5,000 listens. So, uh, thank you to everybody who has listened to a podcast here or there or every week. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, um, your numbers do not go unnoticed. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, but this week, let's, I, I'm, I'm going to make a quick comment. We need to come back. I'm going to do the word of the day. We need to come back uh, to some of these. Um, I need to just like spend a whole podcast going through some of these. Because um, I got into the R's to look for a word today, and there's so many that I could do here in R and I'm sure that there's more in other letters too. I, I, I should have done Q this week normally cause we did uh, yeah. a P word last week, but Q has like five, five words and three of them are people. Um, <laughs> so I, I moved over in R and there's just some of them that we are, I, th- I recognize we already did uh, in your, in the two years we have had this running, but like, um, just on the first page, there's rabat, there's rationalism, there's uh, a, a, a the the concept of real presence, uh, reason, which is one of the three sources of authority. Uh, the word recant, recapitulation, uh, uh, reception, or uh, the Christian commitment uh, and the doctrine thereof, receptionism, recitation. It's
1: it's. Hey, you 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 realize now. That you can't use any of those cuz so i would just go oh i've go look all these up right 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 no no
0: including rector and uh the responsibilities of of oh there's some really nasty things they have they say about that, <laughs> that that position in here no i'm just kidding um but yeah it's just uh refectory uh just just some really cool uh words that um should not I'm be never gonna... collected yeah, yeah, I, I am I, – I, they're, they're going to be neglected because I just – I can't remember which ones we've done. And then so like once I'm done with this portion of the alphabet, I, I, my intention is to go back and do um, people uh, because there's some really fascinating stories about people. And I've been ignoring all the people in the glossary uh, dictionary website. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, a, a treasure trove of, of, of Christian nerddom.
1: Well, um, and, you know, I think we can survey our two or three listeners and ask <laughs> if it's okay if you set aside the rule that only you set. <laughs> I'm you think, sure. You I'm can sure just pick an interesting word from anywhere. That's true.
0: That's true. I, I suppose I could. But uh, today's word for you, Bruce, does come from the second page of the R's. Uh and that word is reredos.
1: Oh, that's the um, structure, the basically the wall behind the altar. Um, and o- often a table. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and sometimes contains statuary. Sometimes it contains a tabernacle for the reserved sacrament. Or candles or flowers. And some of them are very simple, just... Sort of like what looks like a computer stand in height, and some go floor to ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, they, the 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 official—I don't know if this website's official—but the official definition by the website that I'm running under um, says uh, specifically refers to it as the uh, decorations behind or above the altar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they they go in more of a kind of. Uh, more of an Orthodox uh, style definition from there on, because they say the reredos is typically a wooden screen hanging or panel. It may consist of stone, wood, jeweled, metalwork, or drapery. And the Raridos, uh may contain bi- biblical scenes uh, from the lives of the martyrs, statues of apostles and saints, panels inscribed with the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments, or other Christian symbols. So they go in kind of more of the... Um, <clears throat> The decorative, the, the the kind of thing yeah. that you imagine in the uh, uh, Roman uh, Catholic Church or the Greek Orthodox churches, uh, and if you search it on Google, there's some beautiful, absolutely beautiful oh, yeah. ar- ar- artistic uh, uh, images that will come up. Um, really ornate pieces, and it kind of, uh, um, it kind of. I'm not going to lie; it kind of makes me glad that we have at our <laughs> church what we have. I like the simple. I like the I like the more, I, I like the, uh, the the not being distracted by the wall behind the uh, the the rector. So you can you should you should appreciate that I'd much rather focus on you than than the wall.
1: Hopefully, my child, you are focusing on God. <laughs> See, whereas I used to like it when I, I grew up in churches that had very very simple stuff behind the altar. But I would enjoy when I was a kid when we'd go to different churches when we were on vacation or something and they had something fancy because then as a bored child i had something to look at that's Which, a, a, frankly and that's i think is part of the intent is to give the bored parishioners something to draw their minds back to what they should be on even though i would be pretending what would i literally remember pretending this what would spider-man look like if spider-man was on the i didn't know the term the rear dos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a stone spider-man what pose would you put him in uh
0: and, and 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 uh now online i'm sure there there are uh stone sculptures of spider-man you can buy uh, uh oh i'm uh, sure <laughs> inner geekdom has really flourished uh in, in the uh the post-2000 era um, i was gonna say
1: pandemic i have a few minutes and a, a 3d breeder, printer so I, yeah, yeah i can make my own
0: yeah exactly uh, so so anybody uh, who does though wants to take the extra moment to head out and get an image uh, of this that is spelled R E R E D O S Rerodos, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, like I said, some some absolutely beautiful artwork, and and it's interesting that you pointed out though that um, it's intentionally in a way intentionally distracting, um, uh, because that does actually make. Uh, some weird sense. I was sitting yep. here thinking about like, oh, that would distract me from the church service. And that's, you know, that's not helpful. And as you pointed out, actually, that's, uh, if you're going to be distracted, that's the church saying, at least distract yourself with the right things.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, <like> and, <laughs> and also part of it, to, to give it a little more respect, the real fancy ones were um, also there for when people came into the church to pray when there was no service. So oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you come be, in and
0: light a candle, you say you sit down and you say your prayer. Yeah,
1: so they'd be educational if they were apostles and such, um, mm-hmm. inspiring in its beauty, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, give you something and to focus on. If you go to many,
1: many art museums, particularly if they have uh, medieval collections, they'll have some beautiful pieces that used to be uh, behind altars around the world, mm. well, mainly in Europe yeah yeah europe and latin america
0: <clears throat> yeah we're not really known for those in america um
1: no but maybe... trinity trinity wall street the episcopal church um trinity wall street has a beautiful one with a in very european yeah very oh. european looking with um statues of saints in it
0: very cool um yeah we'll have to have a a, a revival
1: um <laughs> or an and... online tour
0: <laughs> or an online tour yeah hey uh, why not uh, travel yeah. the world from the seat uh, from a seat in your home? Um, uh, so uh, off that rabbit, often down that rabbit hole. I encourage you all uh, to yes. go because it really is uh, it really is gorgeous. There's there's uh, so many different styles and from different ages and uh, different materials used. Some stone, some glass, some uh, um, uh, wood carvings that have survived hundreds of years, which is amazing. Um, just all yeah. sorts of. Um, beautiful uh, uh pieces there um that i think all people can appreciate whether whether or not the uh the the traditional orthodox style uh, church service is your thing or not uh, i think it's i think we can all appreciate uh, good art um well let's move on to speaking of good art no that's not fair um, uh, <laughs> let's go to uh let's go to our readings for the week uh okay that's uh, good art yeah i was what <laughs> not our think commentary i was going? on it <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> No, this is a farce. Um, (laughs) uh, Our first reading uh, for the week is coming from Ezekiel, and that is chapter 34, verses 11 through 16 and 20 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the plains to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness i will bring them out of the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and i will feed them on the mountains of israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land i will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of israel shall be their pasture there there they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, Because you pushed with flank and shoulder, and butted at all the weak animals with your horns, until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I the Lord have spoken. So Ezekiel, let's talk about this book. Uh, Ezekiel a prophet? Yes? yes. Um, and where in the uh, history here of the Old Testament is is this taking place? I know we've talked a lot before about um, different prophetic books uh, uh, coming kind of before the fall. This, during the scattering of uh, the, uh, the houses of Israel, during the reuni- reunification period, uh, and then and then thereafter, as they kind of repeat a cycle of uh, of bad behavior and <laughs> and and uh, 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 being lost uh, with their with their relationship with God, uh, where where does this fall on, on on the history of of all of that?
1: It's essentially um, another contemporary with Isaiah, with Mm 1st Isaiah, and it's a fascinating book, and and I guess I appropriately say that about any biblical book we look at, but Ezekiel is a unique character, unique person. He was a real person in the Hebrew scriptures in that he's both a prophet and a priest. All the Mm. other prophets and all the other priests were distinct from each other. Hmm. They were very separate roles, but part of it is with the destruction of Jerusalem and going off into exile, the roles got very muddy since priests no longer had a temple to serve it.
0: Right. Uh, Okay.
1: So he's, he's talking again to, as we've been talking about through a lot of the fall to a group who has been torn out of their homes and taken into slavery. Um, to Babylonia,
0: okay, okay. So, is this written like as they're on their way, or roughly shortly after they arrive, kind he, of reflecting on the journey? Or
1: he wrote for a long enough time that we can't be completely sure, but it, we we we're pretty sure that's around on the journey and after they first arrive.
0: Okay, uh, so so.
1: Thoroughly downcast, they're losers. They're they've lost everything. They're slaves in the mm-hmm. land of Babylonia, and these are basically words of what is their ultimate destiny.
0: Hmm. Okay. So this the this is kind of a quasi collection. This would have been written over a, a a certain period of time, but because of the size of the book, uh, yeah. it would have taken him a while. So um, really, kind of like a Kind of like a, 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 a hybrid of a collection of writings and uh, a more of a a book that was kind of uh, he wrote to set out and write down uh, in one yeah one sitting as it writings. were yeah. okay I gotcha. okay um, and then in this um, in this passage obviously uh, I I think uh, the uh, even the casual. Uh, listener slash reader will recognize, uh, why it was kind of chosen for, um, this Sunday, the reign of Christ. Yet A lot of imagery that we associate with, uh, Christ himself the sh- being the shepherd. Um, <clears throat> obviously in this, in this writing, um, uh, the shepherd is written to be, uh, David, but, um, uh, very similar imagery as far as, uh, as what uh, New Testament Christianity has kind of uh, 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 born for for Christ uh, is very much steeped in this kind of right uh, uh, style, but so this is this is like reflecting on the future, right? This is this is yes. uh, it, it's saying at some point David will get us out of this. God has appointed him, and <clears throat> it's going to bring us all together. Um, is that yeah?
1: There, there's an interesting um connection though here in that it's um uh, he's the term is used for david here is prince rather than king as Ooh. you might expect and so that does two things one it makes clear that's not a reincarnation of king david it's instead someone from it, someone in the spirit of david okay and um uh, some people will say even from the lineage of david and that's one of the reasons why there's uh, the theology around Jesus, that he's of David's house. Mm -hmm. And also being a prince means that he's not going to be the one who does it all. Okay. So there's this longing in so much of the Hebrew scriptures for an all-powerful human king who will make Israel grand and powerful and all this. And it's it's fascinating to read basically God saying, you don't want that. This will only mm. lead to bad things. And then eventually uh, gives in, almost, is how it's written. And mm. they get King David, who then um, has affairs with women and Gets distracted from his duties and all sorts of things, and really isn't that good a king. Hmm. Uh, is not terribly. puts his own desires above the needs of Israel, and when he leads battles and things like that, it's so really not till his son Solomon uh, takes the throne that they get a really good king, and then things fall apart after that <laughs> in terms of. Uh, a biblical <laughs> Look, story so, it's a cycle it's a cycle yeah. so ezekiel comes out of the tradition of kings are not good for us mm-hmm. and that instead it really is up to us as individuals to make god's dreams come true so mm. you know that's very much of course in continuity with what jesus and the new testament teachers will say hmm
0: so I'm noticing a couple of things in here, uh, too, that are um, uh, little, little side notes then for the, the uh, audience that he's writing to. Specifically, I'm looking at uh, verse 14. Uh, he does, so, so this again, this is an uplifting message, uh, and, and the key audience are the scattered people of Israel, right? So he's saying, hey, look, God says that he's going to bring us uh, and gather us back together in our own land. Um, and I will feed them with good pasture and he takes the extra step of making sure that they understand like the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. So like, not just yeah. like we're being taken to some place new and we'll call that place home and then and God will make that place good. We're going to return. He's saying like, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're coming back. Uh, so not just that uh, we'll will survive, thrive, and 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 uh, be with God again. It's just, it's that we'll return home to where we've been taken. Uh, but I do want to ask about. Um, I mean, he he. There is a little bit of a gap, and I assume it's just uh, uh, um, because of the way verse sixteen ends and the way the verse twenty begins. That it just is. Maybe more cyclical writing, talking about uh, fatted sheep and lean sheep. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, repetitious. It, okay, uh, and so he's he's indicating that um, in in this analogy, we're all sheep, and there's there's the fat and strong that God will destroy, and then uh, he'll strengthen the weak. Are are the sheep? Is like I'm trying to figure out who in this in in, in this imagery are are is, is Ezekiel pointing as the fat sheep um, because he he describes those as uh, uh, ones who pushed with flank and shoulder and butted all the weak animals uh, with their horns until we scattered uh, until they were scattered far and wide. So is, is are, are those their
1: captors?
0: Are those people within Israel who? um
1: they're uh, yeah they're the people within the jewish community who lived selfishly
0: okay so it really
1: is that you you went for seconds at the buffet before others had their firsts?
0: gotcha so this isn't so much of a commentary about these sheep then led to um There's two versions of scattering that that, that the author is talking about. He's talking about their actual scattering away from their home uh, and being taken into captivity, uh, which is going on. So that's kind of one underlining um, um, arc Mm -hmm. of the sheep getting lost. But then he's also bringing in this imagery of, hey, we were actually scattered before um, within our own home because of this division and and because of the fat sheep.
1: And the the risk of scattering continues, because Mm -hmm. even though we're in captivity, we're still called to live righteously.
0: Okay. That was going to be one of my questions, is whether or not he was pinning the blame of them being conquered on the fat sheep and their actions. But it seems as though those are kind of more two distinct... uh, Problems (laughs) Problems that <laughs> he's not linking the two. Like this is the reason why we got captured like a uh, enslaved and are being taken from okay. our homes is because of, uh, of the high and mighty uh, 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 getting power, keeping power, not sharing, uh, not being compassionate, those kind of things.
1: No, so um, I think that's, a th- I'm not completely sure, but I'm pretty sure Ezekiel before this does address that dynamic too. That because we had strayed so far from God. We are very, very vulnerable to being conquered.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And okay. and frankly, some of that can just be. Yeah. You know, some would say, "Oh, that's the theolo- You know, that's the relationship with God coming into play. That God's not going to send down thunderbolts." But there's also the, um, more human dimension that if your society is weak because ninety percent are being exploited then that society is very vulnerable to failure. Uh, yeah.
0: That's a good that, that is a that, that's a good point. Um yeah, their their um their their structure would not have been uh very st- strong to stand up against the uh, mm-hmm. um, invaders at, at that point if 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 a a good chunk of the population are being exploited. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, and there's so still... <laughs> the practical dynamic that if your rich people are or powerful people that's the, the bigger point if your powerful people are taking all the food resources and other things your soldiers aren't going to be literally strong enough to fight off invaders and back then war was very much a physical battle of who you know and who was stronger in mm-hmm. swinging the swords and all so it really did make a difference of how well the populace as a whole was treated and living so that they would be up for physical fighting when, Hmm. if, or when that day came.
0: Hmm. Um, Anything else about the, this, uh, this imagery it's, it's a, it's a very, in a way, even though there's your Ezekiel's talking about the judging, between sheep um and there's a there's a, a hint of condemnation this is still a pretty rosy yeah. um image of being conquered and taking out of your land it's fine guys we'll we'll be back uh we need to do better but you know uh it, this is this is th- he is not uh uh angry amos as you've said before. right right um, oh, this is this is a fairly uplifting uh, perspective uh, for, for, a, for a prophet writer.
1: Yeah. I th- in some ways, I think he's, you know, he's pretty straightforward in that people have to live more closely to God's desires. But he's also not completely doom and gloom. So I think he balances the two messages really well. The other thing I would add is, of course, the shepherd imagery is imagery that jesus will use extensively and isaiah will use extensively or is using it at the same time
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so it's he's Ezekiel's very much in um uh, the mainstream of uh, jewish teaching in using that imagery for god
0: mm-hmm. and it, ma- it makes perfect sense i mean really yeah. when you think when you think about uh when you think about it the, the the imagery of livestock raising uh, would have been it, like the whole thing is essential to uh, survival and and life, uh, yeah. kind of a, a metaphor of life. Um, so there's not a single person in society who would not know or understand um, aspects of shepherding, uh, even even the. The, uh, the 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 fattened sheep uh, of of the story, uh, those living in in relative luxury within their society, would have absolutely fully understood uh, um, uh, any imagery related with uh, with raising the raising of livestock because that 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 and crop growing there was there, there's you know that it it was it's it still remains to this day the way we feed ourselves it's just it's a uh, it's only it's only been in uh, uh, in the past, I don't know what, one hundred and fifty years that we've really had other large swaths of other types of work <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that uh, to do. Uh, so um, um, uh, it would have would have been imagery that made sense to anybody reading uh,
1: yes. the book. Yes, yes, but okay, <laughs> with the but, but being that those rich and powerful fat sheep. That was not a very complimentary thing to be called. Mm. That, you know, if you were going to, you know, today... They still
0: recognize themselves as, as above that. Yeah. And so it would have been if insulting. If anything,
1: they would recognize themselves as shepherds.
0: I gotcha. I so, gotcha.
1: So they were taken down a couple pegs with this imagery. <clears throat> and that they they were just like all the other humans. they like, well, no, we're not. Yes, you are. You're all sheep. Some fatter than others. But you're still all sheep. None of your aren't, shepherds. Only God is.
0: Aren't the fat sheep the ones who get uh, um, uh, made a sacrifice to God in the, in this period of time? Isn't that usually what gets slaughtered for the feast? Isn't yeah, that usually good
1: fatted sheep, good fatted lamb? Yeah, <laughs> I had thought of that. You're right.
0: <laughs> I was I was sitting there actually thinking. I'm like, I thought you guys wanted the fat sheep. I thought that was a prized possession uh, uh, from so the shepherds' point of them. view. <laughs> that's true exactly uh make it a an offering mm-hmm. <clears throat> or 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 consume it in, in a feast um so maybe 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 that is some ominous um uh imagery like hey when we get back home you know what happens right <laughs> so we have a feast and what's at that feast the fat and sheep <laughs>
1: you're the guest of honor but you won't enjoy it
0: <laughs> <laughs> you won't enjoy it and it'll be your last um but uh uh well let's move uh i i made that dark at the end um <laughs> yeah i
1: uh, made it worse than ezekiel
0: <laughs> true, sorry uh let's move on to uh, the book of ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 through 23 And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Um, Ephesians is a book written to the church in Ephesus. Maybe. Ooh, <laughs> ooh! I'm just go. Just go.
1: <laughs> if you notice in verse one. It doesn't... Well, we are... Not in our reading, but
0: you'll you'll actually have to break open that Bible and take a look. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Um, It doesn't say to whom the letter is addressed. Oh. That it was the tradition that put Ephesians on it rather than the letter itself. Mm -hmm. And there are various linguistic issues within it, so we are 99% sure Paul did not write it, but rather a close follower of Paul. Okay. And with those two things put together, there's a belief that, or that the letter to the Ephesians was probably first written down as a letter to all Christians. Okay. So it was multitasking. It was a general letter rather than to a specific community with specific issues. Which in some so, ways makes it very helpful.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. Uh, let me ask you a question and put you on the spot to where you must defend all of Episcopalian Christianity. When we read this reading, uh, we say what uh, when we start off in 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 the lectionary re- or the service reading uh, a there, reading.
1: There, there are two choices. Okay. The. The choice that that flows to us from medieval prayer books, essentially, is a letter of Paul to the Ephesians, mm-hmm. but the more modern option is simply to say a letter, to, a reading from the letter to the Ephesians.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: So that's okay. how we, we quietly address the issue of authorship.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, because I swear I've heard that before, a reading yeah, uh, from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Um, which shoot we might hear this week on our own
1: online worship and you know i won't type into the chat no (laughs) (laughs) since we're worshiping only online
0: (laughs) right 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 um yeah because the context would be key and uh, then no one would know Are you, uh, are you criticizing the reader? Are you criticizing (laughs) the the portion of uh, attributing it to Paul? Are you, uh, are you uh, screaming about something else in the background? (laughs) What's going on? Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, did you sit on tack? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. I, 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 I do see, yeah, your, your point here, um, uh, this has hints of Paul. Right. But doesn't, doesn't feel super, you know, it doesn't feel as Pauline uh, as we have come to know and love. Yeah. Um, but um, like to, to, the, to the point of hints of Paul, verse 15 feels kind of like Paul. But as you pointed out, it, he almost always uh, starts off his letters with some sort of personal setting it's kind of, it, yeah. is to my memory hey uh, uh great meeting you guys give my mm-hmm. love to these three people in your congregation send a uh, cloak
1: that I forgot there yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah um and that's not that's kind of absent here but it, verse 15 does you know does kind of embody the the style of Paul of um, I've heard of I have heard of your faith so it's it seems as though the letter is being written to a specific target audience. Uh, um, in Lord Jesus Christ and your love towards all the saints. Um,
1: that, you said uh, that sounds like Paul to you.
0: It it, it sounds like the it, it's those Pauline words of encouragement. Yeah, uh, it it, it feels to, like that, but it's, it's not copied quite the style. out of a
1: Pauline letter. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> really. Which word one? for word from Col- Colossians chapter one verse four? Huh. huh. So you were right. That's very Pauline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pauline, man, the 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 uh, um, office of copyright <laughs> infringement really was dropping the ball here. And
1: well, again, in, as, in the thirties, Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah zero thirties, yes, yeah. And we we it's been a while since we've had to talk about this, but in in the time of the time of jesus's life and thereafter and shortly thereafter for quite a while the the idea of authorship was not as individual as it is for Mm -hmm. us today and Mm -hmm. so it was completely legitimate in the eyes of society for someone to honor their teacher their patron the person who inspired them the most by having them be the author of their written work
0: so uh let me let me then ask a follow up question on that because we have lots of readings from uh, the Old Testament wherein uh, um, prophets uh, write down a conversation they had with God, right? Or, or not maybe not so much a conversation that they had, more a, a, of a of a dictation from God. Either is one. Is that yeah. done in the same headspace? Like, is that is that done it, as in like? Hey, I am writing on behalf of my favorite author, God, and <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm writing God's words here. Uh, or, or so. So, is the is was the mindset that uh, that was just a uh, done in the style, or that this was an actual um, um, edict or conversation that it was handed down from on high?
1: Well, it's as far as I know, it the. Everything we have in the Hebrew Scriptures predates that authorship tradition, mm. but I, I could okay. be wrong on that. I haven't done a, a lot of literary study on that piece, but it, okay, that's it good. but there is a continuity there. You're right. There is a connection in really trying to give credit where credit is due, mm-hmm. and that, that's mm-hmm. the point of it. It's not that they're trying to sell more letters. <laughs> By putting right. Paul's name on it,
0: which right, right. does
1: happen in verse 1. It does say, I, Paul. Uh, I was going
0: to say, I, I thought that that was uh, this book of yeah. Ephesians. Uh, and, um,
1: and for those of you playing along at home, there are some Bible translations who do say in Ephesus, in Ephesus but there are other Bible translations that don't, because the earliest texts did not say in Ephesus. Mm,
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, the um, w- what's great about uh, this uh, passage to come back to to, to the actual reading um, it is it, it it's kind of a perfect uh, uh, selection for uh, the this the feast of Christ oh, the yeah. reign of Christ uh, because it, it basically encapsulates um, uh, um, the Christ's ministry here. Uh, uh, quickly encapsulates without going into kind of more of the, you know, the, uh, the Nicene Creed full version of like the, the, all the, the, the standards of beliefs and, and conversation about what happened during Christ's life, uh, to establish his authority, but just simply saying, um, you know, um, that he, um, came to, uh, uh came to earth and, and God, God put this power, to work in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand, and uh, He has rule and authority over, over all. But uh, the general concept of this uh, of this passage is talking about um, uh, you know Spirit of Wisdom and um, um, <clears throat> um, um, called you to uh, the riches of the say. I'm I'm losing my train of thought here, but it, it's it's <laughs> more coffee, quick. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Uh, the words are blurring. The coffee has not uh, kicked in, um, but uh, uh, kind of sets the tone of of the Christian ministry, and and a quick, a quick, brief uh, uh, establishment of his power and authority.
1: Yes, and
0: there we go. I summed it up at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you brought it home, as they say.
0: I brought it home. <laughs> Terrible start.
1: And part, and the other thing about this passage that makes it helpful is that it. It takes the greatest hits from various letters of Paul and also from the Psalms, which every faithful Jewish person, and therefore uh, Christian at this era, knew very well. And so people who had heard Paul's writings would be nodding their heads, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Uh anyone who would worship in the synagogue regularly would be going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So it would ring familiar, and as as you said, summarized beautifully. Yeah, that's one of the real yeah. uses of this letter is that even though Paul himself didn't write it, it summarizes Paul's theology very nicely. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, uh, with with a little less repetition. Um, yeah,
1: more concisely. Yeah, um, uh,
0: but but more of it. I I also noticed that uh, this I mean this this passage is an invitation. This is, uh, in, in a way, this is, uh, cause right there in verse 17, I pray that, uh, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So this is a, this is, this is kind of like an invitation of, uh, Hey, you're, you're, you're beginning on this journey. Uh, uh, let's, let's have a conversation and, and help you get to know, uh, um, Christ better. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is uh, which is which is really cool because that, that's kind of that's kind of uh, the, the, um, the, the great commission here right as is come to come to know him better. Um, give everybody a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him? I mean that's kind of um, poetically beautiful there.
1: Yeah. And one thing um, I also one of the advantages of knowing, that Ephesians was not written by Paul mm-hmm. is that later on in Ephesians, in chapter 5, this is the, the notorious verses about wives being subject to husbands. Oh. And this is the only place it appears in any of the letters attributed to Paul. So, you know, it, it, it lets us, in a sense, take that mark off of Paul.
0: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. So somebody who who uh, who um, uh, really uh, um, appreciated the style and writings of Paul was like, I'm going to put this in
1: here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's put in the context of don't worship at the pagan temples and stuff, which Paul did write about. So Mm -hmm. it it flows in a way that you think, yeah, maybe Paul did say that. Um, But in terms of just hearing it out of context, but no, Paul didn't say it
0: interesting yeah and, and especially considering uh paul actually has quite a lot of references to women in the church um, yeah. in his writings very um,
1: complimentary ones
0: right and so um which sad to say is abnormal right <laughs> in 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 uh, early christian except writing. for jesus except for jesus yeah jesus and paul um but uh but uh, um
1: but very but quickly yeah, so, yeah things went downhill and women were just seen as the great tempters of men
0: yep yep thanks medieval times um it it
1: didn't even take that long
0: (laughs) it didn't even that's true that didn't even take that long um anything else about this uh reading from ephesians
1: not interesting but there's more to talk about today
0: very good uh, and and the more that we have to talk about is on Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse thirty-one through forty-six. Uh, and we start off with a uh, Jesus quote, if I'm not mistaken, just to give context, because we kind of jump yeah, into
1: it. Jesus says,
0: "Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate people one from another." Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You are accursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Um, so kind of, kind of a variation of, 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 imagery here. This is, isn't marked as a parable, uh right. uh, right. But this is kind of, in a way, this is kind of a, um, it's, I don't know, in a way it's kind of got, uh, that, that parable setting, not so much the fantastic and the, the part that like would stand out to the reader as wait, that's not right. Um, <laughs> right. But like. You know the the, the the his style of there once was a king. You know that, that like that kind mm-hmm. of uh, that kind of thing. Um, uh, actually, you know what? No, I take that back. It's not uh, because he's he's doing it in the context of of uh, of kind of a, more of a prophecy. This right. is when the Son of Man comes in glory. Then the, then the king will say. Uh, so this is kind of like uh, almost an end of times imagery.
1: Yeah, and. Um... Yeah, we're supposed to think of Ezekiel and passages yeah. like that from the Hebrew Scriptures that Jesus would have known well. And most of Jesus' listeners would have known well. Because this is, again, him teaching in Jerusalem and that immediate region, like Bethany, um, just before he's arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, well, technically just before what we always remember is the Last Supper and all. but. Right. The, the very next things that start to happen are the conspiracy against Jesus and hmm. the um, Judas betra- Judas saying I'll betray him and then the last Supper and Jesus right rest.
0: right and and this is this passage is is uh, like you like you pointed out kind of taking that Ezekiel uh, imagery uh, taking the extra step of instead of saying sheep and sheep this is sheep and goats yeah. there's a little bit more. Um, um, I'm not sure if, if societally, uh, there was like, Ooh, goats, uh, <laughs> like, is that a thing? Cause I feel like goats and sheep, uh, were both, uh, nobody was like, uh, Oh, you raise goats. You're that's gross. You're <laughs> terrible or something, you know? So I'm not sure Actually, why goats are getting the bad.
1: One of the almost, almost hilarious debates within scholarship. <laughs> Is why why does Jesus use imagery of sheep and goats, whereas the um, prophets used imagery of sheep and sheep, the different kinds right. of sheep? Um, we don't know. It's the is the answer. There's, I think the the speculation that makes the most sense to me is that sheep are more dependent on their shepherd than goats are.
0: Okay. Goats okay. can
1: be a little more independent they're, they're a little bit dumb. more free range
0: yeah a little more free i don't range. know i don't know goats are pretty dumb
1: <laughs> sheep are even dumber <laughs> yeah
0: that, i mean it, it's a fair point i've 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 encountered enough uh over the years of my life to know that sheep are definitely dumber but uh i don't know the goats will eat anything that's pretty dumb to me um <laughs> I, you know
1: and that could be part of the symbolism
0: yeah that could be that that could be um willing and, and and able to eat literal garbage yeah. um, um, what uh so so he does take that imagery but he really does uh, this is kind of like a a situational uh story embodying um do unto others as you would yeah as they you would have them do unto you uh, so this is that's kind of um, what this story is talking about uh, when you know you see you know you didn't actually see the king hungry in prison sick uh, uh, naked uh, but you saw his subjects uh, um, in the in this state so you either you either helped or you didn't and then that would be the dividing line right um, here, here in, in the story
1: who who is Jesus talking to um he's talking to I, I'm just scanning real quick but I think he's talking to quite a crowd.
0: Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if this was a, a, a disciple moment or if this was, um,
1: yeah. It's a lot I mean, of- it makes
0: sense. Yeah, it makes, it, it is. It, it, there's like a whole, there's like three or four chapters. And I think, uh, uh, several weeks ago, um, I had tried to go down that rabbit hole cause it starts with like, uh, the, the version of the sermon on the Mount. Um, and we were trying to, decipher whether or not he was talking to his internal group or the larger crowd and
1: he's then jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples
0: okay okay so this is this is for all to hear yeah um which makes sense considering the gravity of the yeah uh, of 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 the content this isn't so much uh hey i'm gonna send you forth and this is the message you should carry kind of a message this is how to live your general life for it for the public um and um um the, the principles that should guide you. Um, I am curious to, is, is the phrase devils and his angels there in verse 41, actually, is that a direct translation? Cause it, every time you get into like the heaven and hell, uh, devils and angels, sometimes there's a little bit of a, uh, a, 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 um, disconnected between what's actually written and what, um, Gets translated.
1: Right. I'm looking. What verse is that in? 41. Okay.
0: Then he will say to those at his left hand, you are accursed, depart yeah. from me, into the eternal fire prepared for the devils, d- the devil and his angels.
1: And what a lot of the pe- law scholars have said about this is that symbolic of the people, Okay, the devil in the Gospels is one who opposes or twists around God's word, Mm, God's teachings and instructions. And so it's not, it's so hard to describe this in a way because we have, at least I have, Carrier Long's so much imagery already about the devil and Satan and stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's not so much of a you're going to somewhere worse. It's like you're just going where you've been all along. Hmm. Because you've been doing devil type work of corrupting what Jesus, what the Son of Man has been teaching. And not Hmm. living it out. So it's not necessarily punish. It's not necessarily punishment. It's more like the automatic consequence that you're choosing to live that way now you get to live that way forever
0: Hmm. even though in verse 46 he says and these will go away into eternal
1: punishment well yeah i mean that that ups the volume but Mm -hmm. again we because of dante and our various visual artists and stuff we think of eternal punishment as flames and all that stuff right but if we really took this with fresh eyes, it's more I was about to say something worse. And I don't know if it is or not. That that that's a matter of taste of living your entire life sitting at a table of bullies and selfish people. Mm. Uh, you know, picture yourself as a freshman in high school and everyone is older than you and making your life a living hell. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's the level of punishment and stuff that's being talked about here
0: that you're,
1: you're choosing to live your life this way and that choice continues.
0: Right. And, and, and you live it then in absence of, of the righteous and absence of, of the king. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the farthest end of the table, as far away from the bridal party as you can get.
1: Yeah. And there there are so many people through the centuries have talked about hell as being the absence of God Mm -hmm. both on earth and for eternity and C.S. Lewis has uh, um, the most interesting to me and compelling image of the afterlife still fictional we won't know until we know but it's a book called The Great Divorce and a big, big big feature of it is that people continue to have free will after death hmm. and that the and that there are people who are choosing to live as selfish beings and therefore their lives become less and less pleasant but all from their hmm. own doing
0: interesting yeah, yeah I, and they can, I, I and also they can find... go
1: to heaven whenever they want but they have to let mm. go of all their own desires to do so
0: interesting that that is a very interesting yeah uh, style and and speaking of of, of things that have uh, affected our our you know uh, religious uh, um, um, consciousness uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Dante it really is fascinating to me how much Dante's Inferno uh, specifically has colored our opinion yeah. over over the years of what heaven and hell are <laughs> Or like it's it's really kind of crazy when you when you start to read it when you read that and, and realize, oh, was this, is this really where this concept comes from? Yeah, for the most part, pretty
1: much. Well, and, and it was it's beautiful writing and mm-hmm. oh absolutely imagery and everyone likes not everyone, there are people who love horror movies. And mm-hmm. so it in some ways, in many ways, was more attractive to people than the gospels. Yeah. Than the good news of God in Christ.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not in, uh, uninteresting. You know what yeah. I mean. It's not a boring subject. It is a a, a fascinating uh, um, uh, subject. It's it's a beautifully well written uh, piece of literature. Uh, so it does make sense as to why it would captivate the minds of people. Uh, it just is interesting how much then that has then backwards informed. Um, um, aspects of of the the readings from the bible <laughs> and, yeah and, it's really colored
1: and, our interpretations
0: yeah so um and one of the uh, sad once again,
1: things is that that work um was written in part supposed to have a partnership um with a, another work that included a beautiful description of heaven hmm. and that wasn't nearly as dramatic i guess and so that's often completely forgotten
0: yeah uh yeah i I mean i have to admit i don't think i've read that one um so that's a shame we i I need to go back then do you you remember off the top of your head what that one was 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 called just in case any listener wants to go check it out
1: i think that demands a google search (laughs) okay i'm drawing a blank (laughs) Um,
0: Google Dante's Happy Book. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was called something like Paradise or something. Uh,
0: I think. I now that you say that out loud, I think that's right. I think Paradise is is correct because uh, that does sound familiar. Um, it, I still didn't read it, uh, which is, like I said, is a shame. Um, but that uh, that that'll be homework for this week. Just uh, go and read a, a giant piece of Dante's work. Um, <laughs>
1: And, and hopefully in Latin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anything else about this uh, this Matthew reading before we call it?
1: No. I. Well, the, only, the thing that I found most interesting when I was researching for today was <clears throat> I was completely wrong in my preconception in that the only place this um, teaching appears is here. I really thought it was in mm. at least one other gospel because it, it has oh. stuck with my with me since I was a little kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that makes sense. It it, it stuck with me as well. It kind of surprises me that it's only here in Matthew Yeah. uh, because it's, it's a fairly well known, you know, doing to the least of these, Mm -hmm. uh, um, um, is, is pretty well known. Uh, so for it to have only appeared in Matthew, um, Begs the question, what you know, what's wrong with you other gospel writers? Come on. <laughs>
1: well, and I Let's think go. I think again Matthew's <laughs> major theme that we've seen as we've gone through him this year has been don't backslide. Yeah. And and here's a really good summary of um uh, of what it looks like to not backslide and to backslide. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and how simple. Even though, even though sometimes the actual actions are hard, how simple the concept is.
1: Exactly. I think you know? that's really what Matthew is trying to drive home to us.
0: It's easy to identify these types of needs. And, you know, once you, I, once you see it, you have two choices. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's that simple. And just remember that uh, to do nothing, to ignore it, is, is to, to do it to me, to, to, mm-hmm. to do it to God. Um still
1: ignore God, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, well, uh, with that, I think I will end our podcast and 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 uh, for November twenty second, uh, Proper twenty nine, the reign of Christ, and the end of the lectionary year of a
1: farewell to Matthew.
0: A Farewell to Matthew. Uh, We might every once in a while, because every once in a while they they pick up from from different gospel readings. But uh, uh, year B is, uh, what is it? uh, Mark and John. It it would be Mark and John. Okay. Um, So, uh, wonderfully written book. And one of the things that I think that we can safely say, uh, at least during the period of time that we've uh, gone over all these readings in this past year, uh, we have not ignored God. At least, <laughs> we have done a healthy dose of for of, one of,
1: hour during the week. <laughs>
0: for one hour, <laughs> I know I've I, I've done a decent job of of uh, of pondering, considering, and and self inflection uh, 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 attempts. Hopefully, self reflection
1: rather than introspection.
0: Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs>
0: reflection. <laughs> And I was just about to say, not that I've done a, that I've accomplished a lot, <laughs> but I know I've done it. I've tried. <laughs>
1: it's a fascinating journey. It really is. It, yeah,
0: yeah. And and uh, uh, I, I want to thank you, Bruce, for accompanying me on this journey as I flail blindly down it. Uh, and I want to thank people who have uh, uh, tuned in. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, you have learned uh, uh, something from my own missteps uh, and, and, and found your own, uh, uh, pathway through, um, this conversation, uh, and, and it's had some meaning to you. Uh, we look forward to continuing to do it for all of your B and then, and then who knows, who knows what will be next after that. But, uh, um, as always, uh, feel free to email us at shortcut at hfec.org. If you have any questions, uh, or comments, uh, or, or any message for us at all. Um, and, please visit our website to uh, see what all is going on at the church. And we will have our online worship, uh, uh, available Saturday afternoon. Um, um, and that can be found uh, on our YouTube channel at H F E C videos. Uh, but also there's links on our website and there's a nine o'clock, uh, Facebook watch party, uh, as well. So lots of opportunities. Oh yeah. Sorry. On Sunday morning. And, um, Uh, Thank you so much for for joining us, and we look forward to the next literary year to come. And until that next year, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.